Hey, what is going on everyone? It's me, Mr. Mario, and welcome back to another episode of Mod Chat. In case you do not know, Mod Chat is a monthly podcast I try and do, well, at least on a monthly basis. It's available in two different variants. First of all, you can watch it here on the Mr. Mario 2011 YouTube channel, or you can listen to it and take it around like an actual podcast. Simply look up Mod Chat on your favorite podcasting app or platform, and it should hopefully be there for you to subscribe and listen to in an audio-only form. Before we get too much further into this, for anybody who is checking out the visual, I'm going to do what I did last episode because this is hopefully going to be a quicker one, well with Mod Chat standards here, a quicker episode, and this is really just going to be screens that are recorded. So my PS4 right here, as well as my computer screen when we take a look at a few things. So I'm not really going to be coming on camera here and there's not going to be too much happening visually. Also just to break the Mod Chat formula here a little bit, I just do want to come out and say I hope everyone has had a happy new year and you're trying to maximize your 2021 so far. I don't think I'm the only one who really believes this, but I think we can, you know, kind of push the reset button on 2020 and see what 2021 has to offer. If anybody made any resolutions, I hope they're realistic and maybe just something even as basic as don't get sick and survive for the next year. So I'm just hoping everyone has had a good holiday season so far and we can get on for some more positive stuff for the rest of the year. Now I did finish out last year with ModChat talking about the 7.02 jailbreak being released for the PlayStation 4. And what do you know, we might have, might have another jailbreak coming here sometime soon in the form of 7.55, because the flow returns yet again with a new kernel exploit. As I always do, I'm going to have links for what I'm discussing down below in the description of the YouTube upload, but we're going to take a look at this quick article on wololo.net stating that hacker the flow discloses kernel exploit for firmware 7.55. Now just a quick recap and to get people up to speed here. Now for anybody who does not know, the flow is the gentleman who released the kernel exploit which has been used for the last two jailbreaks. He ended up releasing a kernel exploit, or disclosing it we should say to be accurate here, which worked on firmware 6.72 as well as firmware 7.02, which is how we were able to get those two jailbreaks. And it looks like he strikes yet again here. So let's go ahead and get into it. As stated here, Hacker the Flow has disclosed today a PS4 exploit for firmware 7.55 via Sony's bounty program on Hacker One. A few PS4 scene members are saying the exploit might be compatible with firmware 8.00 as well, but that needs to be confirmed. Actual usable proof-of-concept files have not been released yet for the exploit. Al-Azif mentions that the exploit itself was already revealed back in July by Google's security team. However, that version is not specific to the PS4. Once ready, the exploit will most likely be associated with the WebKit exploit revealed back in December. And that probably means a PS4 jailbreak is coming in the days to come for 7.55 owners. There is no publicly usable file for this exploit at the moment. The HackerOne page is a limited disclosure and does not seem to provide the proof of concept files, while Google's GitHub has a file that probably needs to be significantly adapted to run on a PS4. That GitHub link might be better starting point for hackers with the skills to turn this into an actual PS4 kernel exploit usable by end users. 
in parallel for those who manage to work on the exploit and push it forward. Al-Azif has published a few payloads that are supposed to work with 7.55, thanks to keys provided by an anonymous friend of... I'm going to try and say this username out loud. Zico Shao, I believe. You're still following? Stay tuned on this. I'm sure things will move quickly on this exploit as they usually do. So let's go ahead. We're going to hit a few of these links and we're going to just unpack this. I'm going to give kind of my thoughts, feelings, and some explanations on this as well too. So first of all, yes, this is available on the HackerOne page. And for anybody who does not know, we can even check this out real quick. HackerOne is essentially a bug bounty program that you are able to submit bugs to, and there's many big companies that use it. Nintendo has a HackerOne program, PlayStation has a HackerOne program, and you can see right here that PlayStation themselves are offering rewards for PlayStation 5 exploits, PlayStation 4 exploits, and PlayStation Network exploits. And they pay anywhere from as little as $100 to as high as $50,000, depending on how critical of an exploit it is and what platform you are describing this for. Now, I bring this up here because we've actually looked at this page before. It was in the episode where I talked about the 6.72 jailbreak or the kernel exploit itself for 6.72 up to 7.02 and the cool thing is you can actually see this here because first of all if you submit an exploit to hacker one and it is taken and you get the reward it's typically kept private however if the person submitting it wants to have it disclosed they can ask for a public disclosure and then the company they're working for can choose to disclose it if they want to which last time around sony ended up choosing to allow disclosure of the kernel exploit that we most recently had which again is why we have the 6.72 and 7.02 jailbreaks now i've already gone through this page before but the cool thing is just right here in the summary there is one attachment called exploit.c which this is the exploit code itself which people have used studied looked at implemented and we are currently using for the two jailbreaks that are out now i'm going back to this because this was disclosed in full however you're going to see that the latest one this one was reported july 26th of 2020 and it was disclosed publicly on January 12th, 2021, so two days before this episode goes live and releases to everyone. However, you're going to notice that it has disclosed limited visibility here, meaning that unfortunately, if we look at this here, there is no actual exploit code which has been released and attached to the to the actual disclosure itself. However, uh, let's just read the summary here. Now, I am going to say I am not a reverse engineer. I'm not a developer by any means, so a lot of this is going to go over my head here, but I'm just going to read this summary as is. Summary. Memory corruption can be achieved by sending fragmented IPv6 packets to loopback interface due to poor and inconsistent use of IP6 underscore EXTHDR underscore check. That same macro can free the mbuff if the packet is sent to a loopback interface. The fact is not considered in dest6 underscore input parentheses, frag6 underscore input parentheses, and more. For example, in dest6 underscore input parentheses, the double pointer is not updated, and there's a little snippet of code here. Hence, what's parsing next headers, the mbuff can be freed once again, leading to a double free 
which behaves like a use after free when we allocate imbuffs again. Normally this path would not be triggerable, because sending to loopback interface requires sock underscore raw root privileges. However, for some reason, on the PS4 sock underscore raw, sockets can be opened in the WebKit process. Attached is POC.C, which must run with root privileges on a FreeBSD9 machine. It demonstrates being able to escalate privileges to kernel. Attached is also PS4.C, which is slightly adjusted to work on the PS4. You'd need to add includes, etc. to be able to compile it with your official SDK. I compiled it with a custom framework. The reliability of POC.C is very high, around 80%, whereas PS4.C is not very high, I guess around 20%. Now, the impact here. In conjunction with a WebKit exploit, fully chained remote attack can be achieved. It is possible to steal slash manipulate user data, and you can dump and run pirated games, which is why this was paid out to the form of a $10,000 bounty. Now, the interesting thing on this as well, too, is that this was, as stated in that Wolo article and pointed out by Al Azif, this was actually disclosed publicly from what I see on Google's security research GitHub page. Right here, XNU, multiple, IP6 underscore EXTHDR underscore check, use after free slash double free vulnerabilities. And I'm not going to go into all of the details here. Really, we're just going to focus on one thing. If you want to look at and analyze the code, you're more than welcome to. And I'm going to have this linked in the video description of the YouTube upload. However, if we come down to the bottom, you can check out really credits the official flow. So this was already put out there because from what I see, this not only affects the PlayStation 4, this affects other devices as well, too. So it's not only a PS4 thing. Now, unfortunately, like the last one, which was a full uh, disclosure, since this one is limited, there's really not too much we can go off of in regards to comments here. If you look at the previous one that the flow disclosed, it was actually really entertaining to go through the comments there. However, we have comments, we have some notable things like such as, you know, this was triaged by the PlayStation staff, this is when the flow was rewarded with his bounty, and this is when it, when it was resolved. And I want to point out those dates because this is kind of going to date and see and show where we can see what firmware is going to be exploitable. Because there was some confusion at first. When this first came out, when this was first publicly disclosed, people were saying this works up to firmware 8.00. However, even though Wololo did point out 7.55, I want to go into some more depth about that. And I described that on Twitter as well, too. If anybody's followed me on Twitter, that actually gained a bit of traction, and you might have seen what I was talking about already. But let me explain a bit more detail here. All right, so first of all, the Flow Zero reported this to PlayStation on July 26th of 2020. Now let's take a look at what the most current firmware version was at that time. Here I'm going to be referring to ExtremePS3.com and their PS4 firmware history guide. So let's just go over to firmware 7.51. And as you can see now, even though this is not official, I would say this is still trustable. And even if it's not the most accurate in terms of dates, we get a really good estimate here. So at the time here, 7.51, had released on May 27th of 2020. 7.55, we're going to take a look at this, ended up releasing on August 26th of 2020. 
So keep that in mind, if the Flow was submitting this for the latest system firmware version, which he really would have had to in order to get that bounty, it would have been on 7.55. I suppose it also could have been on firmware version 8.00, the beta of it, uh, but we'll, we'll have to take a look and see at that. So let's just say it's not going to be 8.00 full, but it's going to be either 8.00 beta or 7.51. So now that we have that, again, on July 26th, this is when it was submitted. And on August 4th, that is when PlayStation decided to triage this. And on August 11th, that is when the flow was paid out the $10,000 bounty. Now we're going to go a little bit further because it was August 11th, August 12th, there was a comment that was posted and nothing happened here until October 15th, when PlayStation had come in and said they need new info for whatever reason. And eventually, this, I guess, was provided, and then this was all closed up, closed, and the report changed to resolved on October 19th. So we're looking at October at this point. So now with all those dates in mind, let's go to the actual full 8.00 release and check this out. System Software Update 8.00 came out on October 14th, of 2020. And if we refer back to this here, PlayStation did not get back until October 15th. So October 18th, the flow changed the status to new, and on the 19th, this was marked as resolved. And this here happened quite quickly. So I don't have the full, you know, the, the full context here, unfortunately, because we can only see a comment was posted, a comment was posted, a comment was posted. However, this looks to be similar to what happened prior. What I believe probably happened, and I'm using my educated guess on here, it looks like to me that the flow submitted this with either 8.00 beta or the 7.51 firmware. 7.55 ended up releasing, and this was still a vulnerability that was in there, and the vulnerability was not fully patched until 8.00, when at that point it was marked as resolved. And the reason why I'm saying that is because that's actually what happened prior. So if you look at the previous full disclosure that came out from the flow, it says right here on March 24th, I have chained the kernel exploit with a public WebKit exploit on firmware 6.72, hence I know that it is reachable from WebKit sandbox. For 7.02, I don't have a WebKit exploit myself. I have obtained a kernel dump from an anonymous person and reverse engineered the affected component and verified that it was still unpatched. So we can see right here, this is why this exploit was submitted, the original one, the first one that came out. It was submitted for 6.72. It was confirmed to still be vulnerable in 7.02. And then it was patched after 7.02 and that's what i believe happened here now that is why i'm saying here based on the comments and really just the metadata of them i believe and i'm not going to be able to really fully see this unless this is fully disclosed here but to me it looks like this was tested and submitted on 7.51 it was still vulnerable in 7.55 and it did not get patched until 8.00 meaning that to me here, it looks like, and to others who've looked at this, it looks like this is going to be a 7.55 kernel exploit. And just like what I spoke about in the previous episode talking about the 7.02 jailbreak, the current WebKit exploit, which is being used for the 7.02 jailbreak, could actually still work for this. Because the WebKit exploit, which is out right now, works up to 
7.55, meaning that if the kernel exploit works on 7.55 and the WebKit exploit works on 7.55, they could be chained together through a whole lot of effort. They could be chained together to create a jailbreak, and therefore we would have a 7.55 PS4 jailbreak. Just wanted to add this in while editing here, but real quick, I also wanted to address two common questions or kind of issues that I see here. And I'm just saying this is on Twitter. This is all friendly and I don't want to put anyone on blast because these were good questions in my opinion here. But when I had really talked about this, there were two things that were mentioned. First of all, somebody had ended up asking all these exploit bug reports by the flow to Sony all seem like payback to the PS4 scene. And in short, without really getting too far into it, it's just the flow wasn't too impressed and was kind of disheartened as to how he was really treated when he was briefly in the PS4 scene. And from what I recall, he had ended up announcing a kernel exploit and was pretty quiet on it for a while. And the, a lot of people who were, you know, kind of had some issues with it in the scene were kind of impatient. They were saying it was fake and what have you. And some other people just had other issues. I'm not really going to get too far into that. But I replied saying it's not really when he's asking them to publicly disclose and Sony is allowing it. Now here the reply was, nah, I get that part, but when he's publicly letting Sony know about such slash any bug, doesn't that defeat the purpose of trying to let the bug slash exploit to exist on newer updates? Letting them know about it is more likely to get it patched, right? Isn't that what the scene don't want? And at that point, I replied and said, the scene prior to this has only been releasing jailbreaks on outdated firmwares after the exploits are patched. Keep it offline, less issues that way. And I believe that's how it should be, and I, I'm, support, I'm in support of that personally. So yeah, for anybody who usually asks here, why don't these jailbreaks work on current firmwares, on the most modern firmwares, on a online firmware? This is all done on purpose. The people who are working on these who want to release everything, they don't want PlayStation Network tampered with or ruined. So this is all kept offline on purpose. There's just less issues with that overall. Secondly, there was another person who had asked, what's bugging me is, as far as I know, the flow hates pirates and the PS4 scene as a whole. So why does he care to disclose not zero, but two exploits? To which I had replied here, don't look a gift horse in the mouth. And I wanted to come back to this here because I was thinking of this today just kind of idly. And one scene I had thought of, it was from a show I'm sure many people have watched called Breaking Bad. And there's going to be a small spoiler here, alright? I'm going to try and keep it general, but if you've seen the show, you probably know what I'm talking about. Because I've always thought of this scene from time to time, and it really sticks out to me. At one point, the two main characters, Jesse and Walter, are doing work, to, for lack of a better term, they're doing work for another man named Gus. And at one point, it, I believe Jesse goes through all of the numbers and he sees how much money Gus is going to make off them. So he's kind of laying into Walter about this and he's telling him, he's breaking it all down, and it becomes something like, Gus is going to be paying us $1 million each for our work, but he's going to be making at least $90 million overall from this. What do you have to say about that? Walter turns around and very just bluntly, kind of in a mic drop fashion, just asks Jesse, you're about to become a millionaire, and you're complaining about it? 
and he just walks off and Jesse's speechless at that point. And I guess that's kind of the same idea I have right here. You know, we have someone talented like the flow who he's been working on this stuff in private. He has been submitting it to Sony. He's been getting paid for it. He doesn't owe anyone anything, at least in my opinion. And when it comes down to this as well, he doesn't have to disclose these. So really, regardless of what he said before, I don't think we should be kind of asking or poking or prodding or complaining about getting two exploits when we could have easily gotten zero exploits disclosed publicly. <laughs> That's just my thought, though. And maybe I also wanted to reference Breaking Bad. I, I don't know. <laughs> now, at this point, if you have a PlayStation 4 on a lower firmware, I'd recommend to stay where you are at right now. Do not update to 7.55. Don't update to 7.51. Just stay where you are at. My PS4 for example right here this is on 7.02 and before anybody asks you know how's the 7.02 jailbreak in all honesty i've had like zero luck with this one so the lower the better on here and that's actually one thing in my opinion here i'm really hoping that we'll have you know some more polish some more stability on this because 6.72 was getting to be more stable even though i've read reports that 7.02 seems to be better i haven't had that experience personally so really I would like a nice stable exploit to come out of this or at least stabilize the ones that exist and then get 7.55 working uh, but either way my recommendation on that just if you have a low firmware PS4 do not update just stay where you're at if you have a PS4 on a higher firmware and it could be a little bit out of date but you're not wanting to update it for a while just in case there is going to be another jailbreak that's going to succeed this, same story. Unplug your system from the internet, stop updating it, don't mess around with it. This is what I've been recommending for years at this point. And lastly, what about anybody who is in the market for a low firmware PS4? What should they do? Should they look for a system with 7.51 for 7.55? Look, it's completely up to you. Right now, at this point, there is nothing available for it. There is nothing really usable. There is a WebKit exploit, but there's nothing that is, you know, you can't do all too much with that right now. You do need that kernel exploit. It has to be ported over to work on the PlayStation 4. It has to be chained and... You know, you really have to have a full jailbreak at that point. So if you go out and you get a PS4 on 7.51 or 7.55, unless you're going to be actively contributing to getting a jailbreak working, if you're just a standard end user and there's nothing wrong with that, but if you're just a standard end user, there's, there's nothing that you can do with that system right now in terms of modding it. So even for anybody who's kind of wanting some tips and tricks on finding a low firmware PS4 for this, well, there's, there's no jailbreak out right now, and I'm really only... I plan to make a video like that, much like I did for 6.72 and 7.02. However, I'm not going to make that video until there is a 7.55 jailbreak out in the wild and, you know, of actual use to end users. But either way, this is still an awesome step forward. So maybe we'll have something for 7.55. All we need to do is wait. Stop updating and wait. That's what I'm going to tell you all. Now, there is one more piece of news here that I found quite interesting that I I wanted to share with you all and this is from jtag7371 otherwise known as i'm 
JTAG mods. They seem to use both of those usernames depending on where they're at. However, this is for PS4 permanent UART. And this, as it says here, enables permanent UART output across boots. Supports PS4 version 6.72 only for now. So let's go ahead and read this. It says it requires a 5.05, 6.72, or 7.02 jailbroken PS4. To build, you require PS4 SDK from Scene Collective slash PS4 Payload SDK. In the terminal, type make in the folder, and then use the bin loader from an exploit hose to load the payload. Once done, reboot, and you have permanent UART for your PS4 until you update. Credit to, I'm, I'm gonna have to say this name again, Zikoshao, I believe? <laughs> if you're listening, I, I apologize if I'm messing up your name. I, I've talked with them personally before, at least in DMs. They're a great person, but I'm just not sure how to say that name. But either way, for the information, he posted on enabling persistent UART. In theory, 6.7, 6.71, 7.00, 7.01, and 7.02 are added, but these are experimental. If you crash when loading, please make an issue and provide a kernel dump for your firmware, and I will update and add. Now, I think this is neat. Um, at, at the same time, though, several people might be asking, well, what use of is this to me? And in all honesty, unless you are a developer, it's really of no use to you. Um, it's really going to be if you are developing or if you're maybe trying to even debug an issue that you're having with your PlayStation 4. I'm actually going to refer to Modded Warfare's video right here where he talked about PS4 UART installation and actually showed the install on his PS4. So you're seeing right here in this putty window after he has wired up a, uh, not a program, but really just a device, you, you have to physically do an installation on your PS4 and install a chip on there, which you can then hook up through USB to your computer. And then you use something like putty right here to actually look at the data on your PS4. So essentially, let's just go back on his video a tiny bit. He's got a jailbroken 5.05 PS4 at the time. There is a PS4 debug payload that he pushes, and at that point, this comes up. As you can see, it shows up right there. And at that point, while the PS4 is on in that instance of the jailbreak and the PS4 debug payload is running, anything he does right here on the PS4 in real time is being shown on his computer. So again, if you are debugging, if you are developing in any way, this is definitely helpful. You do have to open up your PS4, you do have to do a physical install, but the nice thing is with this, we were able to do this before using a jailbreak and using the PS4 debug payload. However, the big difference with this is that using PS4 permanent UART, you're able to apply this to your jailbroken PS4 and at that point, until you decide to update the firmware itself, you have permanent UART, from what I understand with or without a jailbreak. Because it's even shown right here, even though he has the UART setup installed, if he tries to use PuTTY to connect to it, there is, like, there's activity that's happening in PuTTY, but it's all, for lack of a better term, it's all encrypted. It's all blank. It's not showing it up. So therefore, you have to use PS4 Debug to actually make it readable for humans here. But the cool thing is here with PS4 Permanent UART, as opposed to firing up your PS4, running a jailbreak payload, then running the PS4 Debug payload, as opposed to that, you really just run PS4 Permanent UART and... At any point in time, whether you're in a jailbroken state or not, once you run PuTTY and you connect to your PS4 to that UART interface, you're able to get 
permanent UART debug output, which is really awesome to see. So there we go. That's about it for this episode of Mod Chat. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Hopefully you all learned something pretty cool. And for anybody who is looking forward to getting a possible jailbreak on a newer firmware, and you have a lower firmware PlayStation 4 sitting around, again, just as a reminder, make sure you disconnect that thing, unplug it from the internet, and stop updating it, and just be a little patient. Now, as I do at the end of these episodes, I do like to pick a keyword of some kind. So how about phone? I, I had to look around at my desk here, but if you use the word phone in the comment of the YouTube upload of this episode, I will know you made it to the end of this episode of Mod Chat. Anyways, again, that is about all I have to say. This is Mr. Mario signing off. Thank you all for listening and watching everyone. And until next time.